And I really just wanted him to like reach down into that trench and pull me up and pull me out. And he didn't. It was like he was, you know, Prince Charming riding on his horse looking for me, but couldn't even find me. And I felt Mm -hmm. totally unseen, totally unseen. And he would have helped me. He just kept saying, I don't know how, I don't know what you need. And I'm like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I need. But my life changed when I reached down and I laced up those metaphorical combat boots and climbed out of the muddy trench. That was the day that I drew a line in the sand. And I said, I'm tired of living as the victim. We've got to turn things around. Hey mamas, do you ever get tired of trying to be the perfect mom or wonder how you're going to make it through the day? I know I do. I'm Kendall Yanez, a mom of two, a recovering perfectionist, and a people pleaser. Sorta. I'm still a work in progress. Being a mom is the most rewarding but hardest job you can have. Behind every kid is a mom who believes she is failing. If you're looking for a fun and safe, judgment-free community of mom to talk about all the good and bad that comes with this crazy, most beautiful thing called motherhood, you're in the right place. I have built a community that will be perfect just for you. I am no expert, but on this podcast, we will get real and honest. I interview moms in different walks of life. They all have different stories to share and advice to give. Rather you need advice, you're looking for clarity, or you just need a good laugh with some girlfriends, that's what we're here for. So let's walk through motherhood together. Welcome to my podcast, Mama, You're Doing Great. Before we start laughing, crying, and feeling all the emotions as mamas like to feel, please take a second to hit that subscribe button to this podcast so you can come back and hear more mom friends share their stories. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kendall Yanez. Don't forget to check out mamayourdoinggreat.com to shop and to see how you can get inside the community and connect with other mamas just like you. Let's get started. Hey, hey, mamas, welcome back. So before we get started, I would love to ask you a favor. This year, I really want to reach more and more mamas with the podcast. My goal is to reach moms and have them encouraged through our conversations on here. Either it's a solo episode and I'm telling some advice or another mom's getting on and sharing her story that they can relate to. So how I can reach more and more mamas is if you would please take a second and scroll down underneath the episode, wherever you're listening and write a review. And that just puts my podcast out there for more moms. So If you could just pause, do that before we get started, I would greatly appreciate it. It means more than you'll ever know. Sierra Burnett is a personal life coach and trainer with over a decade of experience. Known as the life coach for moms, Sierra works as positively impacting the lives of over 800 people. She specializes in helping women, especially mothers, overcoming the feeling of overwhelm, anxiety, and disconnect from their inner selves. Sierra's four-step approach helps women love their bodies into alignment, train their minds, feed their souls, and become sovereign women. Recently, Sierra and her family had a life-changing move from California to Colorado to live in alignment with their values, faith, family, health, travel, and nature. Her course, Becoming Her, empowers moms to discover happiness within themselves and lead lives guided by their own core values. Graduates of her program become confident leaders in their house, embracing a 
vision of possibility and leaving behind the victim mindset through inner directing living and soul work. Today we talk about the things that we tell ourselves become what we are. For example, I am tired. We feed that energy into our everyday life when we say that thing over and over and how it keeps us stuck. We also talk about situational anxiety and depression and how we can find the light in the darkness. She tells her story about suffering as a new mom and how she struggled with this and how she has gotten out of it. How we all question and wrestle with the questions, who am I and why am I here? Here we go. Sierra, I'm so excited you are on the Mama You're Doing Great podcast. We have been chatting offline for a while and you are so, so sweet. And I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. For those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, where you're from and what you do. Oh my gosh, thank you. I have loved connecting with you so far. Well, I'm Sierra Burton and I'm the life coach for moms. And I have two boys, Reese and Theo. They're nine, just turning nine tomorrow, actually and six. And I'm married to a man that I've been with since I was 20. So we've done a lot of growing together, I'll say, which maybe we'll get into more of that in the podcast. And I've been coaching since 2009, but I didn't start working with mothers until I went through my own like dark night of the soul moment upon becoming a mother after my home birth experience. And so now the work that I do feels like a heart offering to the struggling, suffering mother out there because I'm giving now what I needed then. And it feels like my my own personal healing journey is coming full circle as I'm offering this, what I call medicine out to the woman in need. It's like I'm healing in the process of holding space for the woman in need. And that feels really good. So that's what I feel called to share about who am I and what am I up to and in the world right now. I love that. Okay, so let's dive into a little bit about your story and the suffering of being a new mom and (laughs) the struggles of anxiety and depression and just lack of purpose and motivation. So if you could just share us a little bit about your story so people can relate. Yeah, so because I was already coaching and training before I had kids, I was really excited about becoming a mom and I was already doing so much personal development work that I took becoming a mom really seriously. And I worked with amazing mentors. I just did everything I possibly could to like prepare my body for pregnancy. I previously had PCOS, so I thought it might be challenging and hard to get pregnant. But because I took such good care and the personal development work I was doing really was making a difference, I truly felt I dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's prior to the experience of birthing my son, right? And what I didn't realize is that was still, you know, my perfectionist identity coming out to quote, get it right and do it right. Mm -hmm. And I think any mother who's listening probably has experienced that you can't get it right or do it right when it comes to motherhood, but you don't know that until you become a mom. And Mm -hmm. my initiation really was when I was in the birthing process. And because I felt courageous and confident enough to have a home birth, I felt prepared. But my labor lasted three days. And I was really sent into truly despair around old stories and patterns that I had thought I had worked through. Like, why isn't my body working? What's wrong with me? God, where are you? I'm feeling like you're leaving me here to suffer. I mean, my thoughts 
were the deepest and darkest they had ever been in the birthing experience. And a part of me wanted to run, but you can't run. And then there was a part of me that finally, right in the transition phase of birth, I had this conversation with myself. A lot of this was happening in my head and my husband was so supportive. And the midwives reassured me that this is just birth. This is birth, Sierra. And I was begging for mercy, begging for mercy. And the message that I received very directly and clearly is, I saw this through a visual I saw a wall with a crack of light coming through and the calling forward for me was to walk through this narrow crack. And what I was really clear about was I couldn't come with any of the baggage, with any of the baggage of my stories, of my past. And I remember seeing this light and it felt like a little bit of hope, but I really struggled with surrender, with letting go and with letting go of that control. And finally, the pain and the experience just got so intense. Eventually I, I surrendered, you know, I opened up and started to move through that crack and the labor progressed. When my oldest son Reese was born, he ended up having rapid breathing and a slight shoulder dystocia, which sent us a few hours later to the NICU. So even though we had a successful home birth, his respiratory rate wasn't at the rate it needed to be for us to stay at home. And what I knew, but didn't trust myself about was that when the baby acclimates to your respiratory rate, they acclimate theirs as well. But because of the shuffling back and forth and, and going to the hospital and people taking the baby, he never got to acclimate to my respiratory rate, especially because I was sort of processing the birth as well. It was actually hard for me when he came through to like receive him because I felt completely cracked open, open and vulnerable. And really almost as if there was nothing left except my physicality. Like I, I had mm -hmm. felt in a way that I had died in that experience of birthing him. And so when we were in the NICU, they preventatively put him on antibiotics, a 10 day IV antibiotic, but he had no infection. And because they wait for the x-ray to come back. So they want to make sure that they're covering their bases if he, if there is an infection. And looking back, I remember just being like so lost and insecure, but as a confident woman, like I saw myself as confident up until that point and not feeling like I had a voice as a mother on day one of my child being born. And this sort of sets the tone for what's to come later of me not trusting myself, my instincts and my voice. And so we stayed in the NICU. I was getting a no in my intuition, like it's time to go. There's no infection. He's okay. His breath rate, his respiratory rate is normal. And I didn't have the courage to pull him out. I didn't have the courage. So we stayed for 10 days. Christmas came because his birthday's tomorrow and we're recording this in December. Christmas came and we finally got to go home. And I thought it was just going to get a little bit better. But then the digestive issues started and the crying at a level 10 was like no other cry I had ever heard before. And my husband went back to work and I was all alone and I was one of the first to have children out of my friend group. So like I said, I just sort of went down this downward spiral of what I would call despair. And now when I coach and train about this, because a lot of women can relate in their own way, for me, that darkness was the darkest I have ever experienced. And it felt like I was in the trenches of war, but in my own body and mind. And my life really changed when I reconnected to God and really got reconnected to my spirit. And 
what I learned in that moment is I had to stop waiting for someone to come rescue me and save me. And that I was really playing into this damsel in distress archetype for a while, waiting for my husband to really see me and understand the pain that I was in. And I really just wanted him to like reach down into that trench and pull me up and pull me out. And he didn't. It was like he was, you know, Prince Charming riding on his horse looking for me, but couldn't even find me. And I felt Mm -hmm. totally unseen, totally unseen. And he would have helped me. He just kept saying, I don't know how, I don't know what you need. And I'm like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I need. But my life changed when I reached down and I laced up those metaphorical combat boots and climbed out of the muddy trench. That was the day that I drew a line in the sand. And I said, I'm tired of living as the victim. We've got to turn things around. And that's when I reconnected to God in a more pure way, had to do some forgiveness around the suffering that I experienced in the the birth. And from that point on, I started to receive these like divine downloads around the healing work that I had never done before, that I didn't even really know existed. And this came from a co-creative relationship with my heavenly father, these downloads. And what I saw in my dreams was this dancer, this very open-hearted woman. And I knew that it was like a depiction of me, but I was just watching it in my dreams and I was half awake and it stuck with me. And the calling forward was to open your heart and to learn how to be self-expressed as the woman you really are. I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. And that's how that took me on a journey for a couple of years around learning how to get out of my head and letting go of my, this idea of who I thought I needed to be as a mom, releasing these perfectionistic tendencies, starting to realize that I'm enough exactly as I am tuning into my voice and opening my throat chakra, but from a place of being tapped into my heart, leaving my head and all my thoughts connecting into my heart and the purity of what was living in there was for the first time I had ever really known the difference of living from the head versus the heart. And now I've opened my throat and my throat now is communicating what's directly living in my heart. And that took some practice, but that is what I teach women to do now because it's so liberating to mm-hmm. speak my truth. It's like medicine to even have this opportunity to share my story with you. I'm feeling fulfilled by the opportunity to speak from my own heart. And that has been part of my medicine. That's amazing. And it's so, like you said, it's so, you you took me back to when I was a new mom, when you said you knew there was no infection, you knew it was time to leave, but you didn't have the courage to tell them. And it's funny now that I have a second child and I'm more confident as a mom, I still have lots of other things that I, you know, might struggle with, but there's that where I'm like, you know what? I am this child's mother. I get to choose and I know my child best. And that's something that I preach to my mamas. It's like, no, go with that intuition. And even if like, maybe your intuition might be off, it's okay. You went with it and you can figure it out. You're their mother. And so It's so awesome that you share that story because so many moms are going to be like, yes, oh my gosh, or, or they might be a new mom and they're like, I can speak up, like just encouraging them to be able to know that they can be their own boys. Mama, let's just talk for a second. Some days we feel like we are rocking in motherhood and other days we feel like we just can't catch a break from one fail after another. But just imagine you can be patient present and enjoying motherhood again. You could feel the joy and knowing today is a new day and whatever mistake I made yesterday, those were lessons and I will be able to put them in practice today. You will feel appreciated, heard, and not so alone and feeling 
like you were the bad mom. I know these feelings feel impossible to feel some days, but mama, you can get there. You can stay there more often than not. There are so many other mamas out there going through the same thing you are or have been through what you're going through and can relate to your situation. That is why I created a mama community for mamas that need and want more support, more encouragement, more in-depth conversations, more clarity, and more confident as a mama. Inside, you'll get relatable, real, and safe conversations with other mamas, a place to bring your worries and your questions to talk about all the good, bad, and beautiful things that motherhood brings. Moms, you need a safe, fun, and judgment-free zone to be yourself and to be reminded how great you are daily. What do you say, mama? You ready to gain more confidence as a mom and not feel so alone in motherhood? Head on over to mamayourdoinggreat.com backslash community and you'll get connected with other mamas just like you. Let's talk into like, you had talked about like the words, like I'm tired Mm -hmm. as a mom and just getting out of that and being stuck in that. What do you talk about that a little bit that you talk about? So most people don't really know that we're more energy than we are physical matter. And I love, you know, as a believer and a Christian woman, I study astrology and I look at energy and I'm in right relationship with all things, with all things. It's all part of my spirituality. It's all part of how I express myself in in my religion. And that said, most people don't realize that we're more energy than we are our physicality. And So when you start your day and you wake up and the words that autopilot come out of your mouth are, I'm so tired, Mm -hmm. you're working with the creator energy, I am, and you're declaring what is real and true about you. What that's doing, according to the law of attraction, is generating a belief around that. And every morning you do it, it's strengthening a belief around that. And then when you go into the kitchen and you see your partner and you say those words as well, it's continuing to strengthen the belief around that. And now he believes it and he's echoing his own belief about that to you. So Mm -hmm. now your home and your kitchen is filled with this mucky gray matter called I'm tired. And it's setting the tone for everyone in the home. Mm -hmm. And it's wild because you're actually declaring with the spoken word, which if you know the Bible, the spoken word is everything. Your word is your wand, right? And you're putting into the space, this vibrational frequency that is not supporting you in the journey toward that which you want in your life. And a lot of women and mothers don't even know what they want, right? So Mm -hmm. they just keep recreating the same old thing. Well, the same old thing is the same kind of I'm tired day over and over and over again. And what I like to challenge the mother in is I ask them, well, are you done? Are you done? Have you had enough days of being tired? And they're like, yeah, that's why I'm here. And I'm like, great. It starts today. Today is the day we change the tape. And truly, it takes three days to rewire the brain to believe something different. Three days of consistent rep building. When I say Mm -hmm. reps, you can't have biceps for summer if you only go to the gym once. That is the tool I teach to the moms. It's true. You can't have biceps for summer if you only go to the gym once. So we have to get our reps in. Getting our reps in means looking at the autopilot reaction. I'm tired. So it's now, instead of speaking it into the space, we're just gonna notice that we're thinking it. So even if you just don't speak that into the space and you sort of monitor your words, realizing your word is your wand, that in itself is going to start to change the game for you. 
Yes. And it's so amazing because we have so much more control than we know. We have so much more control than we realize. And if anyone's listening who can relate to a type A perfectionistic tendency or they're an ambitious woman like me, what you <laughs> might want is more control. I get me it. Too. Me too. <laughs> I You're still, speaking. My son is almost 10. And the story I told you about, well, he's nine. This, the story I told you about, you know, there's never going to be a time when Sierra is not going to want control. It's part of my unconscious programming. It's part of what I saw my, how I saw my mother run the household. So generational programming is a real thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm in an, in right relationship with control. I'm in right relationship with my words. And that is really where we as mothers can begin to take our power back. And guess what? When you stop saying you're tired, what do you think will be more readily available to you? Energy, mm-hmm. natural energy. And if you want to say the equal opposite, you can. You could say, I'm feel alive and well today. But for most moms, that's not even true. So I don't even like working necessarily with affirmations right off the bat because it's almost like we're lying to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's not what I preach. It's just about getting in touch with what is real and true for you. So in this moment, what is real and true for me is I've been saying I'm tired every day for most days for the the last year. What is real and true is that energy is not helping my marriage. What is real and true is that I just know I need to stop saying I'm tired, even if I'm tired. And that's it. That's where we start. And from there, we just keep looking for that next little 1% growth milestone. So the next aspect of it might, might be, well, now that I'm not so tired, I'm just going to wake up five minutes earlier and sip my coffee in peace. Yep. Maybe read the Bible or write down gratitude. And even those five minutes, it's that next 1% growth milestone moment. And it changes your energy. And that's really what we want to do is create change from the inside out versus read the self-help books thinking they're going to fix and change us. Read the parenting books thinking they have the answer when we don't have them. Cancel, 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 cancel. Nobody knows better about you than you. Burn the books, burn the books. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, yes, I literally am like burn the books because Mm -hmm. especially if you're a perfectionist, you're type A, you want that control. You want A, B, C, D because I grabbed all the books and then I down to a spiral because I wasn't meeting the expectation of the books. And I'm like, no, I'm a great mom. Like, I don't need that. Yes, there's advice out there and yes, you can read it. But if you're going to soak it in and just be like, that is what I have to be, you're going to, you're going to end up failing or feeling like you're failing. You know what I mean? It's funny because I used to say I was a bad mom. And about four months after my son was born, my first son, I started going to counseling because I was like, I'm draining. I'm a bad mom. I'm a failure. I'm this thing. And her biggest advice to me, and now I preach to the world, is delete that from your vocab. Soon as you think you're thinking it, speak good things, think good things in your brain and speak it out loud. And oh my gosh, did that change my whole perspective of who I was as a mom? And then it trickled into my marriage and now it's trickled into like my business and all the things. And so it's like, if I can help a mom, just like you're saying, it's like, delete it, erase it, burn the books. Oh my gosh. This is reminding me of something that I feel would your people would really take value from just using your example right there. It's like when you live with the belief that I'm a bad mom, you start to calculate unconsciously all the ways that that's true. 
So maybe you yell at your kid and you're like, see, I'm a bad mom. This is all happening. This is your inner child proving to you that that belief is true. Cancel, Mm -hmm. cancel. So when you're talking about think good thoughts, this is how we can take it one step further. What if you didn't even think I'm a good mom? What if you just started to question whether or not you were a bad mom? What if you just started to question that? So for example, one one thing that I teach my clients that makes a difference is we understand what is your role as a parent? What is your role as a parent? Your role as a parent is to be the shepherd, is to be the shepherd for your children, to embody and demonstrate the noble character traits that you want them to embody. And they're learning it through your actions more so than your words. My job as a parent is twofold. As a shepherd, as a leader, is to keep them safe and to keep them healthy. That's it. That's my job. Keep them safe and healthy. And as I'm doing both of them, I'm loving them. That's Mm -hmm. me loving. And really recognizing that my children chose me as a soul to be their parent has really helped me see the goodness of who I am for them. And when I add up those little moments of Sierra, where are you keeping them healthy and safe? And I start to add up all the things that I'm doing to keep them healthy and safe. You can start to say, well, I gave them breakfast today. So Mm -hmm. even if you had a tough morning, you can be like, well, breakfast was great. They had clothes on their body. Everyone was wearing their seatbelt in the car. We put on some inspiring music and it seemed like we changed the energy because everyone was laughing and having fun before school. They don't seem to remember what happened before. And then Mm -hmm. you just start to show yourself evidence in the other direction. Am I keeping them safe? Yeah, I can think of 10 different things I did this morning that kept them safe. Am I keeping them healthy? Oh, yes. I mean, I am all about the organic food. I love packing their lunches. I am making them even healthier by them eating this lunch that tastes good, that actually tastes good. And it's not just full of fruits and vegetables. Tastes good. So this is me giving myself these little pats on the back that's like, Sierra, are you keeping them safe and healthy? Yeah. 100% I am. So are you a bad mom? That's where you get to question your own beliefs. Uh, No, Mm -hmm. I'm a great mom. Their lunch was bomb today, right? And then you just walk away from that whole thought and end on that cheeky, fun note. I like to bring lightness and levity into my inner dialogue. Right. Because then I'm just cheering on like the little wins, even. Yeah. You know, you talk about situational anxiety and depression. What do you mean by that? Honestly, if I could share my truth, I think it's all situational. And when women go through my program or go through their own personal development journey, I do believe that somewhere along the path, you will start to believe that as well. So Mm -hmm. let's just describe the difference between anxiety and depression first. So anxiety is more future pace. So it's like weighing out worst case scenarios. It's thinking about what could be one day. What could be possibly, what could possibly happen one day? Let me weigh out 50 different scenarios and then plan backwards from there. Cancel, cancel. That's not healthy. Depression is more rooted in the past. It's like where we have a reaction, maybe with our spouse and we yell and we get defensive and then we're thinking about it and he's ignoring us and now we're dealing with it. And it's like this self-shaming spiral into darkness and despair that just sucks. And it can also linger, so it can feel like there's a dark cloud looming. So when I described my story of feeling inadequate as a new mom, that's how it felt for me. It felt like there was a dark cloud constantly looming because I had diluted my light so much that I stopped believing in myself and that I was even bringing forward anything good. 
into my relationship, into my home, into this new role I had as a parent. I had diminished my light. And so cancel, cancel. We don't want depression either. There's this beautiful space right in the middle. I call it zero point frequency. It's called neutrality. You can also relate to it as the present moment awareness. That's where we get to catch our breath. That's that moment where we realize, you know what? I'm packing for this trip and I'm planning for all these could-bes for these woulda, coulda, shoulda moments, cancel, cancel. Let me just see that that's happening and just go back to the present moment. And some beliefs that I've reoriented into my brain are, thank goodness that if something comes up, we can just go to the store. No Mm -hmm. big deal. If we Mm -hmm. forget their raincoats, which who brings a raincoat when they're traveling anyway, and they absolutely need a raincoat, we go to the store. It's fine. We can do that. And one thing I've learned about myself is I actually like to pack super light. We don't check any bags. We travel often. And I just live with this belief that we have everything we need. When we go to Hawaii, which is our favorite place to go as a family, I just put, you know, five board shorts, which is even too, too many, to be honest, and like 10 t-shirts in their suitcases, flip-flops, and a hat, and some sunscreen, and we're good. And you know what? Sometimes we have to wash the clothes and it's all good, but it takes the stress out of like planning for these future moments that we, we honestly, that give us more stress than they do pleasure. So we just like to live really simply now as a family. And we just don't, this is a tool I teach. We don't make a thing, a thing. We don't make any future events bigger than they need to be. It's not a thing. And it's only a thing if I make it a thing. We stop making these things a thing. And that has really Mm -hmm. helped us just live in the moment and live in alignment with our values as a family. So when it comes to situational, which like I said, I think all of it's situational, really the woman, the individual is suffering with an inability to manage her mind. That's the truth of it. She's either lost in in the future and doesn't realize it and doesn't know how to reorient her back to her deep breath or she's lost in the past in that guilt-shame spiral where the dark cloud is looming and she doesn't know how to get herself back to that present moment, that deep breath, that state of zero-point frequency where you don't have any feelings about anything at all, where your deep breath lives. So that is what I teach in the mind management portion of Becoming Her because we should have been taught that in school. Mm -hmm. This is what we should have been taught in school, how to live in the world would be the name of that course. (laughs) Yeah. How do you live as an adult in the world? That's what we should be learning in school, right? Yes, yes. Even though there's a huge mental health crisis and it makes sense. And what's wild, isn't it so wild that every human on this planet came from a mother? Mm -hmm. Yet the mothers are- the most underserved oh my gosh yes population groups it's it's amazing to me and from a mental mm-hmm. health perspective we should be prioritizing the mental health of the mothers because they are raising our next generation our next generation will one day be taking care of us how do you get a child who's well rounded confident and vibrant if they're being raised by a mother who's experiencing self-doubt and a lack of radiance and light. Boom. Yes. It's impossible. Yeah. So my goal, personal goal is to harness my own light, to grow it, to develop it, and to be a leader in my home. It's not even about what I say. It's about how I walk, how I think, who I am in the home, because I know that that's what's going to translate and imprint on my children. I watch my words. I watch my thoughts. 
and I do my best to do good things for myself. I fail often, but I have a good relationship with failure now, whereas I didn't before. Mm-hmm. That's so, so awesome because we have this bad relationship with it. And we think most moms, most women believe that oh, if I fail, I'm not enough or, you know, there's no coming back from it. And it's like giving yourself grace and just knowing, you know what, I'm going to try again tomorrow. So let's talk about your program, Becoming Her. Yeah. Tell me what you want to know. <laughs> yeah. What is it? You are a coach and you, is it group coaching? Is it they purchase the program? You walk alongside with them. What do you teach in there? Yeah. So Becoming Her, it's all results oriented. So when someone comes to me, we're in the first session, which is free. We are basically looking to understand the energetic root cause of their problem. So the energetic root cause behind all of their actual tangible problems. So this could be disconnect in the marriage. This could be difficulty in parenting. This could even be your kids are grown and you don't know who you are and you're feeling lost and you're like, who am I now? that my child is getting older and I don't have as many responsibilities. So the problem I solve is anxiety and discontent in the modern woman and mother. So that mm. mostly that disconnect content is coming from her not having a bigger understanding of who she is, why she's here and what she's called to be up to in and for her family but also in and for the world. So becoming her is an 8 to 10 week journey we go on together as if we're partners. I'm partnering with you in your life. And what's neat about this, and again, this channeled through me as a calling. So it wasn't like I've seen this modeled anywhere from anyone else. This came through me as if I felt God was speaking directly to me. In the eight to 10 weeks, I'm walking with you, but your life is a playground for your soul's advancement in the program. So yes, you're learning tools from me on a Monday. You're learning tools from me on a Monday. But all throughout the week, we're applying the tools to your life. So your only mm. job is to live your life. And I'm like your coach in your back pocket and you're reporting back to me as you go. So you might say, Sierra, this week on Monday, because you get a, a the teaching modules recorded this week, I loved this part. And this is how I'm seeing this show up in my life. And then you're living your life and you're like, oh, shit's hitting the fan. I noticed a pattern in myself. I want you to know about it. And I get back to you in real time. So you and I are in a relationship together for eight to 10 weeks and we're doing the heavy lifting. Why this is different from therapy is because sometimes with therapy, you go every two weeks or even once a month, you're not getting the results. Our sole focus is to anchor you into freedom, freedom mm -hmm. for you to be liberated from the bondage of all that's keeping you stuck. And yes. we get the result a hundred percent of the time, assuming you show up. That's all I need is for you to just show up in the room with me on Friday. I lead us through a live transmission where you get to meet everyone else I'm working with behind the scenes, which is just a small group of women, usually four to seven individuals. You get to meet them and I ask questions and I ponder them with you, but you get to hear what they're walking through. When you hear what other women who are like you, because I only work with like-minded people who are like me, you start to realize you're not alone in your thoughts. And that in itself is huge. And then on Sunday, we're stimulating your senses. So we're working with writing. That's when we sort of recap your week and we look back through your week. And then we move into a fresh week the next week. And we do this for eight to 10 weeks. So what we're doing is we're creating a sturdy foundation that is you. And we get clear on your values, your character traits that are weak 
that need to be developed. We get clear on a vision that you have for yourself and your life and your business, whatever it is you're working on. And we're going through, we're also addressing some of the hard stuff, your fears, your stories, your weaknesses, and some of those life milestone moments that had rattled you at some point that are still with you that you need some healing around. So we Mm -hmm. do do some somatic healing work to get you out of fight or flight. A lot of women are in fight or flight and they don't even know it. How you could know if you're in fight or flight, you might have digestive issues, sleeping issues, a racing mind. You're just, your body's not even digesting or processing food properly or Uh allowing you to rest and sleep. So that's one of the first things we do is get you into rest and digest from a nervous system perspective. But that's more of the technical stuff that we work on behind the scenes. We try to keep it easy for you because you're worthy of because you're making life really hard. So becoming her eight to 10 weeks. And then by the end of it, we like to use the butterfly analogy. It's your time to take flight on your own with new wings. But the cool part about it is there's monthly calls with me thereafter for free. That's part of how, how I keep the community vibing together. And together we sort of vibrate on this frequency of living as sovereign women in our lives, which means we're self-healers. We solve problems easily and we do hard things. And mm-hmm. there's beliefs that you learn throughout the program where you start to recognize, you know, I actually never believed I could do hard things before. And now look mm-hmm. at me, I'm doing mm-hmm. the hard things. I'm leaning into the hard conversation. The hard thing might be holding my tongue, not realizing I could even control my reactions. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's a little bit about my heart offering to the world through becoming her. You're welcome to ask me any questions if you have some. You answered all of them. I said, great program. I've been watching you for a while and I'm so excited. I hope that so many moms join because I want to join and you are helping so many. How can they connect with you? Where can they find the program? Do you have a website? Where do you hang out? All the things. Yeah. So I gave you my link just for your listeners, for them to book their 45 minute free consultation with me. And what that looks like, you will walk away knowing the root cause of what's keeping you stuck. You know, we had our, our moment before this call. And for you, it's very simple. It's like, we're, you're called to just get in your heart and to create from that space. Cause you're up mm-hmm. to so many magnificent things in your life. So it's like, how can I stay anchored to your heart? So right. more detail, your listeners will get clear on what's working for me and what's not working for me. And we'll start mm-hmm. to see energetic themes. Usually one to three themes is what emerges for each person. And then mm-hmm. from there, if we're a fit, you know, if it feels good to you and it feels good to me, then we can talk more about becoming her. There's no sales pitch. It's, is this a line for you? Is it not? We just feel it when we're on the call together. We both know you're meant to be there, you know? So that call I gave you the link to, and then sierraburton.com, C-I-A-R-A-B-U-R-T-O-N. And my Instagram is Sierra M. Burton on Instagram, but anywhere you find me is where you can reach out to me. I love it. I will link all that in the show notes. You are so amazing in what you do. And so many moms are helped by what you provide. And yeah, I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to be with you. And I'm cheering you on behind the scenes because we need more people like you who are really standing as leaders in this community that is so underserved. The community for mothers who are raising our next generation of leaders. Thank you. Thank you so much. I loved having you on. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. 
I hope you can resonate with what you heard. If you want to get more connected with other mamas like you and feel encouraged and not so alone, head on over to mamayourdoinggreat.com backslash community. Also, make sure to share this episode with a friend that can use some words of encouragement. It would mean so much to me if you would take a second and leave a rating or a review. There will be days you think you are failing, but until next time, remember mama, you're doing great. 